Yeah. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Yaga Rambles. And it's a beautiful February winter morning. <laughs> uh, apparently, we have uh, six more weeks of winter because the groundhog saw his shadow. And I never understood why that works, but hey... You're probably wearing three masks and got an anal swab before you went outside today to go to work, so it's okay. <laughs> we all have our little superstitions, right? Our beliefs, the things that we believe, right? Why wouldn't you? You gotta have some kind of belief system. Even if you're atheist, you believe that there is no God. That's still a belief, guys. Hate to spoil your bubble there. If you think you're just some kind of mutation out of nothing and you can't explain where it comes from even that's a belief you know i i don't know <clears throat> i like to believe that there is something out there because i believe human beings are unique in the sense that we have a choice of good or evil every day right <clears throat> we have a choice every day and that choice will dictate how your future looks based in the now you have no idea what action you take today the ripple effect that it has because it goes a long way you'd be surprised whether you make a good decision or a bad decision it matters even if you don't think so it does call it karma you know whether you believe in karma or not it exists so I hope everybody is well. Here we are into February. I love this. I keep talking about how much I love this winter because it actually feels like winter, you know? <clears throat> it's There's a foot of snow on the ground. We're going to get some more snow today. I love it. It's like the childhood of old where winter was winter. Like if it's going to be winter, let it be winter, right? Last three years, we haven't had a whole lot of any kind of weather, and I really appreciate the seasons now. Like, I appreciate winter for what it is with... I believe winter's a time of reflection, you know. You hunker down, you've gotten all your food stored away for the winter, and you just burrow for three months, and you can reflect on the year, what you did well, what you need to improve on, and we say this, right? We say this in our society in America all the time. Like, well, well I just need to be better. You are what you are. There's no bettering yourself. You know what I mean? It, you just are. You already exist. You, things just are. Just be. And that's a lot of Eastern philosophy wisdom that a lot of Americans just, they don't understand because that's our culture. Our culture is, uh, you know, work hard, uh, do all these things, but at the same time contradict everything you're doing. How do I explain it? I don't know. It's too early. I just decided to fire up a podcast because, hey, I like talking to you. I think I really like talking to myself, if I'm honest. <laughs> you know, um, I've realized that my suffering comes from resistance. All resistance is suffering. 
resistance to changing times, worldviews, stuff like that. I like when things are where they are in my life and I'm comfortable, you know, very content. And when something comes along to alter that, you know, it, uh, it, it, it gives me suffering. <clears throat> For example, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't stand, I used to be such an advocate for technology. I, since I'm the generation that grew up into the internet and when we, when we really began, you know, uh, desktops and AOL, doc, you know, chat room, there was a time it was, um, the experience was so unique, you know, to connect with people on all over the world, Right. I, I mean, I met someone in an AOL chat room when I was like 14. We're still friends to this day, her and I. We've hung out. Uh, she's visited me. I visited her. She lives in New York. And we're still friends. And that's, you know, that's because of technology and the internet. Most of the time, you know, you would know just people in your neighborhood. You know, 100 years ago, 50 years ago even, it was your neighborhood, your town, your neighbors, and that was who you knew. Unless, you know, you're in a big city and all that stuff. But for the 98% of people who don't live in a big city, <clears throat> it, was your, it was your neighbors, your neighborhood. Wouldn't you like to be my neighbor? Then the internet came along and you, you were able to connect, right? You were able to talk to people that you never talked to outside of your family or initial friend circle. Meet people with similar interests. Get into a chat room. <laughs> Here's a funny story. When I was 11, my best friend Matt was, uh, we, we, he had, his parents had a computer and they had AOL internet. And this is like 1995, guys. This is before... This is really before the internet. This is like dial-up stuff. So, you know, it took you an hour to get on. <clears throat> but that's when chat rooms were just kind of beginning. And we went on to this chat room. We are both 11, 10, 11. We were like 10, 11 years old. So this, is, this might have been earlier, 94, 95, somewhere around there. <clears throat> I was like 10 or 11. <laughs> we found an AOL chat. It, it was called, What's Your Bra Size? <laughs> We went into this chat as children, you know, before things got regulated, and now you can tell when someone's 10, but back when it was fresh, you know, we, we tried to sound like we were older than we did, you know, deceiving from the beginning of life. So we went into this chat room called, what's your bra size? We're talking to some woman, maybe, I don't know, and she tells us her bra size, and he's like, what's your bra size? I don't know why we were on this. And we were like... I th we said a number, and whatever that was, I can't remember, but it was something ridiculous, like that doesn't exist in women's bra sizes. So, uh, immediately, the person on the other end, whoever we were talking to, was like, what? <laughs> we're like, oh shit, we've been made. <laughs> we got out of there. The internet is a place for... Uh, it's just uh, it's an interesting interesting world of free thought sort of um except if we don't like what you have to say <laughs> they will censor you like it is today 
What I'm saying is I, I don't like everything being like an app or like a push of a button on your phone because I don't think that way of life is sustainable. Meaning I do, I am grateful for the technology and the benefits that it's brought to my life. You know, the meeting my friend from New York, uh, other people I've connected with. I mean, hell, I met people on YouTube that I still talk to after six years and uh, we've you know exchanged Christmas cards. And I find I'm closer to them sometimes than people have been in my life for 30 years. So again, I am grateful for the internet and the ability to meet people you wouldn't have normally meet that might be able to get you to where you need to go in your life. What I have a problem with and my resistance to change is putting everything into one category of tech. Like, oh, if you want to ride, just get an app. Oh, if you want something delivered, just get the app. Oh, if you want the Amazon app. App, 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 app. You know what? Fuck apps, okay? Get your lazy ass into your vehicle and go to a store. It's not difficult. But if you're literally stationary in your home all the time and you have everything done for you, I mean, I don't blame people. Why would why would they dare challenge themselves to even go out and look for the thing they're trying to purchase or acquire? Hmm. Why would they do that when, fuck, there's an app for it, right? There's an app. Just get the app. Just just get it. Somebody, you don't want to wear a mask? No problem. Some other dipshit will put three on to go to the store for you to get your groceries and put them on your front porch. You don't even have to open the door. They'll just be there because there's an app to pay the person. You don't even have to exchange cash. You just pay them via the internet through another app of some kind so you can have commerce and then boop. You got groceries. You have a service. It's a little too easy, is my point. I've resisted change. You know, I've suffered for it. I, I get that technology's here. But you have to realize, like, I think it's easy enough. You know, challenge yourself to some things. Challenge yourself, especially men. I'm talking to you mostly. You challenge yourself to be not better because you are what you are, but just challenge yourself. You know, overcome something. If you're just complacent, and I, for me, complacency, although it's comfortable and I'm like, I don't want to, it's it's dangerous because then it just makes life like Groundhog Day. Like, honestly, just the same shit over and over every day. And I don't like that. I don't like it. There's something, there's something not natural about having a groundhog day type life get up go work weekend day off i guess we can go out oh this is nice let's watch a movie hey and i used to strive for that lifestyle like i thought man just having a giant tv watching entertainment this would be great now i don't even fucking care (laughs) like my my priorities as far as what I thought was important or what I actually wanted to do have shifted over the years. Now I'm into quiet time reading. You know, I read a lot. I read so much more now than I ever did in my life. Like I haven't been this interested in books and reading since I was in elementary school reading Goosebumps books because those are the only books I found interesting. And I know a lot of us did. <clears throat> that wonderful Jew writer, R.L. Stein. 
So, some books that I've read that have really changed my perspective on things are books that I always suggest, because I don't suggest crap. And it's hard, you hear all these suggestions on the internet from all kinds of people saying the same stuff, but that doesn't mean they're living it. They're just regurgitating the answer, which is another one of my biggest problems with the world, is people like to just look good because they think they know the answer. However, they're not living that life. Like when I suggest a book to you, it's because I fucking read it and it's helpful and useful and has good insight and maybe improves your quality of living, meaning your mind. So when I suggest something, it's not because, oh, I heard that book's good. Yeah, get this book because they say it's good. No, it's because I read it. And I learned for myself whether I thought it was uh, beneficial to any myself first and then to anyone else. It's like um, I have a friend who we read books of the psychology's philosophy, spiritual nature. And he suggested books to me a bunch. And I, you know, I, I take people's suggestions who I trust to heart. So I go, okay, sounds good. And I've read a few of the books he suggested. And I've suggested books, and he never read any until recently. When I was like, I've changed up. I've realized I can read all these spiritual literatures and things like that. And trust me, they're wonderful. But I have to remember to balance it out with some fiction and a perspective that is fun. Because I say, don't take yourself too seriously. I mean that. But then I could fall into the realm of being too serious. Be sincere, not serious. So what I've done recently is acquire some some good uh, fiction books. <clears throat> like, I've got a few already. Like, I, I read Dickens' uh, A Christmas Carol over the holiday. And that's a great book. And, and there was stuff in there that I realized reading it that I didn't notice before... And that's the fun thing about reading, uh, is you may read a book, you may know the story, or you may know the philosophy, or the Bible, or whatever book it is, but the more you read it as time goes on with a different perspective of your life at different points, you're going to see something you didn't see before. You're not going to get everything first time out. At least, I, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever met anybody that just gets it the first time of reading it. Like, you're constantly going to go back to the reading and reread something, and it, it'll be like, wow. I just reread a book by Alan Watts called The Wisdom of Insecurity, which I suggest is a great book if you want to, <clears throat> if you want to center your mind, get a different perspective on this world, and learn some practices that can help you be a, more efficient in your own life. I suggest Alan Watts' The Wisdom of Insecurity. I've read it twice now. The first time I read it, I go through and I highlight things of, that I find stand out to me <clears throat> or are important. Now, upon reading it recently, the second time, I took a different color highlighter to it and there were new things reading it. You know, see, this whole idea, like for me, I can't say reading a book once, oh, I read the book. I, fuck, I fucking know what's in that book. No, you don't. You just tap the surface. Reread a book a few times. I bet... More and more is going to come out each time you read it. No, not I bet, I know from experience. So I read the book the second time, and there's just, just in like a new light. I haven't read it in a couple years, so going back to it was good because I forgot some stuff. See, that's the thing. Learning or practices, I should say. Practices is better because learning is 
some psychological psyop word that we've used in our indoctrination centers of school. When you practice something, you have to just practice daily. You know, people go to school, they get their four-year degree or maybe even get a master's, but then 5, 10, 15 years goes by and it's like they've just been working or doing something and they think like, oh, I know now because I got that degree. I'm like, dude, you're, you don't stop <laughs> learning, guys. And if you think like, you know, it's been a decade since you were in English class, you think you might have forgotten a few things? I I did. I only read this book a couple years ago and I was like, wow, I totally forgot about this part. I remember why I liked it so much. You have to rehash stuff out. You have to just go back, go over it. And the second time reading it, there's new stuff that popped out that got a new color highlighter. Because what I do is highlight one color, go back to it in a different color. And then that, to me, tells me my my state of mind at the time of first reading it. And then my state of mind the next time reading it. That's how I improve my outlook on life. I just am. And this is how you can unlock the truth that I believe lies within all of us, which is the divine spark that we all have, which is you have the answers within. You know, they're already, it's not really within and out. We all exist in this world, right? I used to think, man, if I just go here, everything will be okay. It's like, no, the world's in a weird spot right now. Uh, well, not the world. The world's fine. Society, okay? Let's be clear. The world will continue on whether you wear a mask or not. Nature will continue on. Winter will be here every year. It will bloom in the spring. The leaves will fall in the fall. It will continue whether you agree, disagree, believe it or don't believe it. That's a law of nature the law of this world. So, society and our perception of reality is what changes. Right now, the last year, we have been torn into a whirlwind of psychological mind fuckery. And people have bought the story. Some people have rejected the story, like myself. I go, this is just ridiculous. And People believe it, just like people believe we went to the moon. <laughs> oh, Matt, are you going to go there? Yeah, guys, I don't think we went to the moon. But what if you get, see, you might be one of those people today that I have to remember that's wearing two or three masks, getting an anal swab and an injection, then maybe believing that you can go on living, even though the entire year you could have lived this whole time. That's the truth. My whole thing about going to the moon is one of those things like once you crack that spell you really go oh my, my perception of reality is really off what else is there and then you go through the grieving process you know you, you get all the grieving stages you know you get the anger you get the denial you get the bargaining you get the depression but when you get to acceptance shit you just have to laugh at what's going on for the last year because it's comedy gold comedy gold and I don't know how people don't see it but at the same time I do because I've been there like 10 years ago totally I know me I've been me my whole life 10 years ago would have been right on board yeah do what they say get the shot put a mask on but that's because I was ignorant back then because I believed what I was told and how the world is the world doesn't care about us guys 
And the people in power just know they only affect you if you allow it. You get to choose heaven or hell every day. That's what I believe. The divine spark is within you. If you then if you don't engage in any of this or other people's uh, anger or ugliness, you'll be fine. Just don't. And I understand. It's like you care, but that means you don't care. No, I care a great deal. If I was a hundred percent selfish, I wouldn't say this stuff. I wouldn't even share the insight of what has made me. Uh, improve my mind and body and soul I would just keep it to myself be like it's mine you don't get this knowledge because of privilege (laughs) no this isn't mine to keep this is something everybody already has they just don't know it so my job is to share with you my views and experience to help you better understand what you already have and if you don't great i'll keep making fun of the people that wear three masks and get an anal swab before they leave their house because there's a lot going on there and it's more than uh it's more than a uh coronavirus (laughs) so books to read uh I mentioned Alan Watts, The Wisdom of Insecurity, great book. Anything by Alan Watts is pretty good. It's pretty profound. I've read several of his books. I've got all of them pretty much. I haven't gotten all of them yet, but I will. I got time. And when you throw in 20 minutes of reading here or there, you get through books pretty quick. <clears throat> Currently, for the fun stuff that I'm reading, man, I can't write. Okay, oh, back to my friend. I suggested C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters. And at first, you could tell, just like anything, it's called contempt prior to investigation, meaning you're resistant. Every time I ever heard something new, my first reaction is, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. And then my pride is keeping me from good things. And then I let go of it, do it. And I go, oh, it was wonderful. So I've been reading the Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. It's a book about a uh, like uh, this demon who's kind of mentoring this low-level demon on how to manipulate humans. It's freaking brilliant. Uh great stuff you want to get some mind altering thinking going on some pondering of how to get into people and why they do the things they do uh read the screw tape letters by c.s lewis awesome so he's reading it and he just loves it he's he's like man thanks for suggesting that this book's awesome and and i'm like great you know, there's that, there's my, uh, you know, that ego-ish part of me, which the ego doesn't exist, by the way, it's just you. There's that thought of in me that is like, yeah, I, you suggested all these books, I read them, how come you don't read a book I suggest? But, he did, he loved it, and that's his journey, meaning he, it, it, it's like, I had, was told a bunch of things that I could have been beneficial to me, and then I had to choose whether to engage or not and it all comes down to willingness folks what are you willing to do today are you willing to read this book or not most time probably not so what are you willing to do what's important to you what brings you joy focus on on that and if you're focusing on that your life's probably awesome if you're not if you're resisting you're probably suffering you're in hell and stop resisting Stop resisting. There's an alternative. There's an alternative point of view. There's an alternative perspective that contradicts what you believe. And you won't even hear it out. 
that's why I study uh, all different religions, philosophies, and, and everything. I, I, I want to figure out what the similarities are, not the differences. And at the core of things, they're all fundamentally pretty much the same, as far as I've discovered. But you do what you want. You'd be like, I'm an atheist. Great. Be a bitter asshole who doesn't take any responsibility for their words or actions. You believe in something. You at least believe that you believe there's no God. <laughs> now, I believe there is a God. However, I don't... It's not my Catholic upbringing that I thought of fire and brimstone. I believe that human beings got involved with a lot of that and manipulated that because that's what we're good at. Human beings are great at manipulation. Deceivers, you know, that's the evil within the ugliness. And that's okay. You have to recognize the ugliness within yourself first before you can see it in the world. Not just, oh, do you see that that's awful that people would behave that way? And you're like, hey, what have you done? You ever throw a chicken through a wall? You know, what have you done in your life? Always reflect on you first before you go point fingers at the world and what everyone else should be doing or should be thinking, or should be feeling. If you haven't even gotten to the bottom of your own darkness, shut your fucking mouth. And don't talk to me. For me, I've paid my dues with a lot of pain and a lot of suffering, so I know. And I share this with you, not from a place of arrogance, but from a place of experience, which, in turn, sometimes experience makes me bitter, but I'm working on that too. I'm not really as bitter as, uh, I'm just, there's that part of me that, you know, I want to share to, like, not that, I'm not here to change your fucking mind, I'm here to just help you think something through, like, look at the obvious, like, it's not hard to see contradictions and things that don't make sense, and when something just doesn't flat out make sense, you just say, that doesn't make any sense. And then you don't accept it. And when you don't accept a lie or something that has no backing of truth behind it, your life looks great. You'll be okay. You know, don't watch the news. North, east, west, south, guys. That's what news is. Don't watch it. Get away. Unplug from the screen. And that's why I resist technology. As much as I like to use it as a tool of good, it's also a tool of distraction to keep you from looking at yourself. And it's a very powerful tool. How many times have you stopped at a stoplight on your way to work or anywhere you're traveling and just stop and just take a look around at the cars around you? Everybody, almost 99.9% .9 of the time, stops and looks at their fucking phone. They're doing something. They're scrolling through things. They're, they're doing something on their phone. I fucking hate being on the phone driving. And don't get me wrong, I've done it too. But really focus on driving. You're driving a 3,000 pound death machine. You should pay attention. And I challenge you, the next time you stop, you know, don't be on the phone yourself. Don't be that guy I'm talking about. Stop at a light and just look at in your rearview mirror and see what the person does. Do their eyes go down? Look at the person next to you. Does their head go down? And if it does, you know what they're looking at. They're looking at their cell phone. If that's the case, just know I know it's really hard to be in a world where everything's distracted by that screen. So you have to, like, a, like an alcoholic or an addict, you have to put down the drug. You have to walk away for a while and 
detox off that shit and then sort out your mind and your body and your soul kind of navigate you through it if you listen to it. Or you cannot and just glue your eyes to that screen and be distracted from reality. Because reality is reality, guys. You know, a hawk's always going to be a hawk hunting pigeons. That's just, you can't be mad at a hawk for, for swooping down and stealing a bird out of a nest. You can't be like, oh, that bastard bird. That's what it does. It hunts. It eats other birds. Human beings, that's why I can't be mad at human beings for being deceivers, liars, immoral. You know, I get it. It's just in our, it's our nature. What I realize, it is a choice, though. You know, a hawk can't be like, I'm not going to eat this pigeon. He'll starve to death and die. He's concerned about his own survival. And the fact that technology <clears throat> has made everything so comfortable for so many people, even if you don't, even if you're poor, you probably have a bathroom, a roof over your head, heat and water, running water. Your basic needs are met. So with that being said, life's pretty easy. Yeah, maybe you don't have expensive shit. And guess what, guys? It doesn't matter. Everything's fucking made in China now. Everything. Your really expensive furniture is manufactured in China. It's still shit. <laughs> well, no, I paid $3,000 for this comforter. It's shit. Okay. It's made in a factory in China. Everything is. Look at every label of clothing that you have. Unless you're buying Armani, which even that sometimes is made in different countries. Turkey sometimes. It's not all made in Italy. <clears throat> but for the rest of America, who's doing the Target, Coles, Crate and Barrel type life, your shit's all made in China. Or Thailand. China mostly. And it's crap. Just crap. Crap, crap, crappity, crap, crap, crap. And you're like, oh, no, it's, it's really good stuff. No. Even your car's not even manufactured in America. Your American car. Well, that's not true. There's there's plants here. I, I digress. So, just, here, I'll end with a couple of book recommendations for the men out there. Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. It's a stoic approach to life, which I dig, and I practice some of those things it's it's on you if you practice these things or not you're not going to change your own you're not going to change your being your perspective if you don't practice just like if you play guitar you'll never be good if you don't pick up and practice you'll never be good at dealing with people if you don't put yourself in a situation to test your strengths and weaknesses of these practices that you've acquired with people so Marcus Aurelius' Meditations is good. Anything by Alan Watts is pretty profound. I read Aldous Huxley's uh, The Divine Within, which is just a compilation of essays that he wrote. He's pretty, he's pretty intense. All these guys hung out. These contemporaries like Aldous Huxley, Alan Watts, uh, they all hung out back in the 60s and did LSD together. They were on a spiritual journey. Uh, what else is good? Uh, the Road Less Travel by Scott Peck. If you want to do a more psychological approach to things, not so much like philosophy, Eastern mysticism, things like that. So The Road Less Travel is good. 
Uh, what else do I got down there? I'm looking. Oh, Kierkegaard. Soren Kierkegaard. He's got some good stuff. Uh, I read this book called um, The Infinite Self by Stuart Wilde. That guy was a interesting cat who was like a... If you read the book, he was a... Uh, just a multi-millionaire, super successful business tycoon. And he said, you know, kind of said like, fuck this. And then started traveling, doing all kinds of stuff, talking to all these mystics and stuff in the world and learning different philosophies. And uh, it's neat from his perspective on what he, his, his take. I, I like people's perspective on things, you know, because that, there's more strength in that than the stuff as a whole. Individual stuff I find is more profoundly impactful because stories are where we connect that's why it's called a narrative and there's a lot of those floating around because you read a story you either dig it or you don't as far as uh fiction goes uh c.s lewis's screw tape letters like i said earlier that is great uh excuse me i read a christmas carol dickens i want to get more dickens stuff read uh, like great expectations and oliver twist so maybe i'll pick those up here shortly um, hmm, yes, yes, start there, start there with those books and look within yourself, but above all, just be honest with yourself and honest with others, that helps a lot, <laughs> you know, don't say you like something when you don't, don't say you've been somewhere when you haven't, don't say you wish you could have when you shouldn't, you know, just don't make stupid lies for people to look impressive, like nobody gives a shit. Like, nobody cares, like, at the end of the day. It's up to, like, you to have a joyful life. And you can make the best of it or you cannot. It's up to you. So don't take yourself too seriously. 